The information on this podcast is not intended or implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All information contained on or related to this podcast is for general information purposes only. today and I'm really excited that Nathan's here. I've known Nathan now for a few years through the Durham Gutsy Walk. Mm -hmm. Um, So he's here to talk about his personal journey with IBD Um, but before we get into that we'll talk about you know Nathan without IBD. Hi everybody I'm Lisa and I'm Chantel and this is Guts and Glory. You're our first Port Perry Representing guest. Representing the WP. Yes. Um, and grew up most in most of the time in that area. He moved around a bit. You spent two years as a kid in Nova Scotia. East Coast life. Woo, that's where my family's Newfoundland, East Coast, all the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so you spent a few years in upstate New York for university as well. You're 29. You've been married for nine, nine months. <laughs> Newlywed. Newlywed. Have you had a honeymoon yet? We have. We did Italy. Nice. We waited a few months after the wedding to do that, but yeah, yeah. Well, and we're gonna find out why he <laughs> yeah. had to wait a few months after the yeah, wedding. Yeah, that's gonna be good. So he's a full-time electrical apprentice working on ICI, which is industrial, commercial, and institutional structures like hospitals and subway stations wow. and restaurants. He's a part-time volunteer firefighter with the Township of Scugog Fire and Emergency Services, because you know you have time. Yeah, exactly. I guess I to do these things. Um, <laughs> has an associate's degree in intercultural studies, um, and he's currently working on his 309A electrical license. He's interested in things like hunting and hiking and camping and outdoor activities. Just basically being outside. Just stuff, connecting. Stuff firemen like. That's it. Stuff firemen right? like. Stuff firemen. When he's healthy. And this, I think, is important for all Mm -hmm. IBD people. You Mm -hmm. know, it's when we're healthy. Mm -hmm. He likes competing in competitions like the Spartan Race and Fire Fit. Wow. And that's definitely a when you're healthy because these are not races you're doing when you're not. Don't lug your IBD pole. Your IBD pole, yeah. I think it's been been two years since I did the Spartan Race. I had a blast doing it, but... Each time. I think uh, you guys had Mike Short in, right? We did. Yeah, we did. Yeah, he was talking about the same thing. He gets yeah. sick and then he can't do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we, we have Nathan here, obviously, yeah. Lisa, because of his IBD Yeah, you know, which journey. was, uh, you were diagnosed um, when you were 14 with Crohn's disease? Yep, Yeah. 14. Can you tell us a little bit about your journey? So Absolutely. you were relatively okay, right? Between, but your diagnosis of 14, t- but university, you said it really started to kick up. Yeah, yeah. so right after when I was 14, things kind of... In, in before I actually got diagnosed, you know, kind of symptoms. Symptoms, you know, I would, you know, poop in your mm-hmm. pants and like yeah, stuff diarrhea. like that. You'd out, right? And, yeah. and then these things would happen. It was not, not a pleasant experience. So my mom pushed and pushed and got to advocate for uh, your own health, right? But at that time, I was being fourteen. But yeah, and uh, they got them. me in, and you know, no doctor wanted to scope a fourteen-year-old kid. But eventually, we found a doctor that would in the area. So get that camera in there. Get that camera in there. It, but no one wanted to do a colonoscopy or endoscopy. What? Uh, colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. Yeah, colonoscopy. yeah. yeah. Uh, it was. It not that nobody wanted to do it. It was just hard to find a doctor that was comfortable with it. I guess. But. Really. And then when you have so much information yeah. too, a lot of times yeah. they don't want to put a camera in there because you could get perforation and yeah. lead to other issues. They yeah. always try to find other things that could be wrong with you before that, I feel. Yeah, it, it was know? it was a long road. Now, I, I, this is something that I know just because I, the last time I was scoped, I had a lot of um, 
inflammation and there is a smaller kid scope right like there could be thinner not as wide in diameter in. so they do do them so if yeah. you're but it's real emergency if you're too. listening to this and you're found a doctor won't scope i think ask for a smaller yeah, scope. ask for the smaller yeah could not it might not like be possible either but i might be more inclined to have something yeah. like that but i was so you were managed so. i would assume with just medications and what yep. post your diagnosis they start me off on pentassa right and by ASAs, i took yeah. that through uh university and uh things were fine for the most part post university things started to get a little bit worse um I started what, what do you mean worse? Uh, it like was mostly just diarrhea, down? honestly. Yeah. Oh, like okay. that was the that was the, it's always been the, the the worst symptom I ever had. And you had. have Crohn's. Crohn's. So yeah. you're probably not experiencing as much blood in the stool as somebody with ulcerative colitis would. Uh, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> I like yeah. when I have my ulcerative colitis flares. There's more blood than anything. Really? Yeah. yeah. I only ever really experienced a lot of blood once, but that was that was when I was in the hospital. I would have a little bit here and there, but uh, they actually said that might be due to uh, a hemorrhoid or a fissure. Right. Mm. Yeah. So, so you were experiencing just like your diarrhea, where you're having pain and like being bloated and that kind of thing. Uh, a little bit of cramps here and there, but it, it, it really was just diarrhea. Diarrhea was the which worst. controls your life because you can't go yeah, anywhere. You're exactly. not eating. It's interesting though, like. Um, most people that I know who have suffered with Crohn's, it comes on as pain first, like a yeah. cramping pain. And that's and what you everybody were getting... told me to expect. But I, it, I mean, and I'm not saying I didn't have it, but yeah. not to the extent that other people told me. Interesting that that's what you remember, yeah. though, is just like the mm -hmm. uh, evacuation, the the sense of really oh, needing yeah. to go Absolutely. right now. Um, but that, can you imagine like how that... like. Well, I can imagine. You yeah. can imagine. It controls your life. Yes. And especially at that age, it was no, and nobody wants. Because you were early twenties. Yeah, early twenties, late teens, early twenties, and it was just yeah. you don't want nobody living through university. If somebody knows about it, they know because people have diarrhea, and that's like the extent yeah, of their that's knowledge. That's it. They don't know even, anything even else. To, even to this day, when I talk to somebody about it, that's their. That's it's their a bathroom culture. disease, right? That's exactly. what they think. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we we talk about this all the time, mm -hmm. and those <laughs> those are the years where you really want to be secretive about your body. Yeah, yeah. You, know? yeah. you really yeah. just want to figure your own shit out, literally yeah. and figuratively, yeah. before. You know, you start so talking did, about it. When you started people. having more issues, did they change your medication or like? Uh, yep. So I ended up uh, post university. I ended up on Humira. Right. And I took that going to I actually went to college to be a paramedic, but that was a whole other. Only finished my first year, but uh, that kind of took me through those years, and then after of medication of trials, medi so medication. different biologics, different drugs. Yeah. So it was Humira just through that, and then after that, it was oh gosh, uh, Remicade, Remicade probably. And then uh, after that, it was uh, Antivio. And mm. I had started, I think it was around after Humira, I had started yeah. taking prednisone. Right. And I was on prednisone for years. Oh um, my goodness, here it is again. Prednisone. Yeah. I was, on, I was on prednisone on and off for six years. Yeah, I'm, think I'm about the same time actually, yeah. six or seven years. And it was, uh, I, was I was actually off at one point and my parents made a note about my mood change and how much of a more of a pleasure <laughs> it was to be around. <laughs> and eat the whole buffet exactly <laughs> the upside of it was that i was putting on weight right um but uh and coming out of a, a, a bad flare i don't i feel like i was never out of a flare for a, i know a long time i hear you on that um but yeah i'm i'm i don't know it, maybe this is just my ignorance quite possibly but uh i've never heard of anyone who went on humera before prednisone sometimes it's injunction 
Yeah. Like just within, but it, you know, it like, was a while ago, so it may I may be yeah. messing up my and, timeline and a bit. And also but. too, like the new approach, like prednisone is not the first. It's not the first. It's line. not the go-to anymore. Yeah. You know, like that whole originally it was like we'll start with the prednisones, the steroids, the five ASAs. We'll go up to the drugs like the methotrexates yeah, yeah, yeah. and the immurans. You know, the immuno the yeah. immunosuppressants. Then we'll get to the biologics. Right, that right. was the step before it, and I find a lot now especially you know speaking from my experience with toronto hospital and healthcare and in just the conferences and stuff i attend a lot of that 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 paradigm now has been flipped on its head it's it's the opposite now why make these patients um have to climb that la that ladder so to speak right. of medications when yeah. biologics have a high success rate not for all. Didn't work for me. Did, you know, yeah. some didn't work for Nathan as well. But because we, we did uh, Imuran too, actually. Yeah, we did, we did all those. I actually, had a reaction to Imuran. Me too. Was, I lost yeah. my hair. Like big thing. Yeah. So like the Imuran was great for me. Yeah. Like, you <laughs> so that's saying. how weird it is. Absolutely. Right? So now they've kind of flipped that scale, that ladder on its head, and it's if you've got you know you know medium to severe active disease, Crohn's or ulcerative colitis. You know, why not get us started on these biologics? So I think typically they start you off, jump you off right off the bat with Remicade, right? Yeah, usually depending on your markers. Yeah. Like I started with Humira. You know, it didn't work for me. You know, but that was like my body just reacting to the drug. I, I reacted mm -hmm. severely to it. It works for a lot of people. Yeah. So you started on these biologics. They weren't working out in 2017. Yeah. So yeah. it was. Uh, I was taking Antibio, and I had started just having more and more abdo pain, which was abnormal for me. Yeah, and it wasn't like working said, for you. It just, it wasn't working. And I remember lying on my in-laws couch, just like in pain, because my in-laws were closer to work. So I figured if I wasn't feeling good, because if I took my prednisone in the morning, I could get through the work day. Right. But then afterwards, it, it was just- You were a, struggling. It was, it was a huge so struggle. So you were staying there in the evenings. So I would stay there in the evenings often. Look at this, then, look at what we do. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> just like just take work. that in, look at what we just did. <laughs> just so he could go to work. Yeah. yeah. You know, I can't go home. I'm gonna find a place in between my home and here. Yeah. Oh, you just you trying know. to make things as normal as possible. Then, Absolutely, right? you yeah. don't you don't want to admit there's a real problem mm -hmm. because if you admit that, and and we had started talking to the doctors and they were like, okay, I think we have to do surgery, um, and so they were trying to find me a date and stuff. And then there was this one morning I was on my way to work and I was taking the subway from Wilson Station and I pulled up to the gate, and I opened up my door and I threw up. And I was like, no, that's it, I'm going home. Oh, <laughs> Filled out all the paperwork, went on disability, and. Uh, they got me in uh, early January. Because you've had two operations. I had to have two operations. So right. because I was on prednisone. So this is January 2017? I believe it was 2017. Yeah, so you had your yeah. first, you had a resection? Yeah. And ileostomy. I had the resection and ileostomy the first one. Yeah. And then the ileostomy reversal is the second one. Now the reason they did it that way is because when you're on prednisone, your healing you and stuff heal. gets all messed up. Super slow. My surgeon... <laughs> compared uh, sewing together somebody's stomach, like the uh, putting the intestines back together, to sewing cottage cheese together. Oh, brilliant. Yes. But so, if you look at the intestines, like they're not smooth. Yeah. No, in fact, <laughs> this balloon diagram I have right here of the yes. intestine, yep. this is the tunnel that I think Chantelle should come through for her wedding. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my God. It'll be on the website, you guys. So having, to, having to stitch that up is not a small task for no. a surgeon. And so they they did that and they put in the ileostomy because that was supposed to stop any leakage and infection. Makes sense. So yeah, the ileostomy, sense. can you just explain? So you had a stoma. What, yeah, that, what that looks like and, and so they where just, that is. They just brought up a piece of your intestine, intestine. To, to the surface of your stomach, just adjacent to your, belly just button. to the right of your right, belly button. Yeah. And uh, it's a little stoma, a little 
pink thing with a hole in the middle and you wear your appliance you wear your appliance yeah, yeah. it was uh i was extremely uncomfortable with it the whole time did you have <laughs> so your resection was, did you have certain parts removed yeah at about six inches around the ileocecal valve so removed. in your small intestine yeah Okay, so the really big long one. Yep. So okay. So so ileostomy. So the original you knew going yeah. into that surgery, you were getting a resection and ileostomy, and that you were going to be having another surgery to reverse the ileostomy. Approximately three months later. Is yeah. The so you was supposed to be. you you knew that. Yep. Going in, because some people say like I was going in for ileostomy and it was not going to be reversed. Mm -hmm. I've heard that. I've heard yeah. people have right? those stories. Like I was, can't imagine waking up with that and yeah, like not this is my it. this is my life. I've chosen this, and this is the way it's going to yeah. be. Yeah. So. And that's a lot of times, that's the people who have like their entire colon removed, for example, right? And mm -hmm. they get J pouches like Montana yeah, had. Right. Your recovery post your first surgery wasn't so great. Yeah. So I that was, was where things, you know, the basically because I was still on prednisone, there was still high risk of infection. So around the stoma, there was actually a leak and that mm -hmm. leaked into my stomach. Oh, and cause an abscess. I'm allergic to the CT dye. <laughs> oh, for MRIs and for CT? CT scans, not oh, for MRIs, for the, TCGs. The dye that makes you feel like you're peeing. Yeah. Yes. So I had had, so I get the allergy prep every time I do have to go in. So I'd gone in for one. They gave me one right before I went in, like into was, the hospital. Did you already knew you were allergic to this? I knew I was allergic okay. to this. While I was in the hospital, they didn't want to do that because my reaction was, you know, itchy throat, itchy eyes, itchy hands. So they were worried about an anaphylactic reaction. Right. So they didn't. And you're already do so many CTs, so and then they ended up doing a CT because they were like, "We have no Something's idea." Wrong. Didn't see anything, and that was about halfway through my month in the hospital. And then they did another one at the very end where they actually started to see something. So about three weeks in the hospital, they finally had an answer for me as to what was wrong. Because you weren't supposed to be in the hospital for a month after no. your first surgery, I but think they said like three to five days. Yeah, it's usually pretty quick. Oh my yeah. gosh! Like well, think about Vivian, Dr. Yeah. Wang. We had Dr. Wang on here post-surgery, right, like fresh right. out. And she's a surgeon at yeah. Mount Sinai yeah. who has IBD. She's a IB, sorry, gastroenterologist who has IBD. She had to have surgery to, to get an ileostomy. And you know, they, you're out. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know. Yeah. They get you eating real food right away. They want you to be yeah. up and so at you them, were two walking weeks, around. You had to stay two weeks in the hospital because you were having the severe pain. You're having issues. They couldn't figure out what the issues were. At, at two weeks, they still didn't know what was wrong. And they did a CT and they Even still didn't was, see what was wrong. So they had to do another CT. They did another CT a about week later. three weeks. And they found a small abscess. And which was, was causing all of Which this. was causing all this. I basically leaking. looked like I was probably four or five months pregnant because my stomach was so bloated. Because it was just leaking the whole time. It was actually uh, inflamed and blocked. So I was putting oh. out only only fluid that was coming out. Anything that I ate solid, would I would throw back out. So oh how, did gosh. they have to do surgery to fix that? Or was this like a medication treatment? They uh, uh, they were going to put in a drain initially. Oh, yeah, and right, then they, yeah. upon further examination, they decided that they were uh, that it was small enough they were going to treat with antibiotics. And, and it worked? The next day I was feeling astronomically better. Oh, my God. Oh, <laughs> wow. So they found this abscess three weeks yeah. after. And then you were released four weeks after. Yeah. So you were a week... So then how was your recovery after that? Because obviously your recovery yeah. of an ileostomy was not so complicated. I didn't but. expect much to get better in between the that operation and the next. Well, it was really after the next operation too, yeah. I realized the damage that I had done because of the... Uh, because yes. of the abscess. Yeah. But the other operation, they it went, it went off without a hitch. They, I went in. I'm assuming you were home during that time. Yep, yeah, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I was in the hospital for that month, and then I think it was two or three months later after that, approximately, that I uh, went back into and the hospital. And you weren't working or anything in between? No, I have a, doing anything a wonderful insurer that kept me off work. <laughs> good, good. So then you went back in to have your reversal. 
Yep. And that went well. Perfect. It was. Uh, and how I went long in, were you in the hospital? Woke up. I was walking the day of. Really? Yeah. <laughs> because we're warriors. Day. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> Obviously. Yeah. Oh, and I have a, my amazing wife was always pushing me. So ah. she's like, if you need get up, you need to get out of bed. You need to walk. <laughs> get up. Honey. Get up. Yeah. <laughs> like, I also yep. love. <laughs> love that Chantel was like, "Yep, IBD warrior." And then you mentioned amazing wife, and she was like, "Yep." <laughs> So she was really advocating for you to get better as well. And oh yeah, she was there when I was in the hospital for that month. She was there almost every day, and she yeah. was she was working and taking. And her this course. was that she was she just your girlfriend? She was just at my fiance time? at the time. Oh, she was fiance. Yeah. Or sorry, girlfriend. Girl? Yeah, she's oh, got my she was, She's she was gonna get invested. mad. <laughs> she knew if I'm doing this, I yeah. want the ring. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You need to get yeah. up. You need to get up. Yeah. Spence Diamonds is calling. Well, I, I, can honestly, I can honestly say that it was it was during that time period I realized I was going to marry her. So obviously, yeah. If you're here with me while well, I'm doing this, yeah. you're stuck now, honey. Yeah. Even if you don't like me. Yeah, it was even, it was awesome. Her her parents were in all the time. My parents were in all the time. You, yeah, you realize who who means. The most to you. The most to you. Do yeah. you ever? Yeah. I, it's so you honestly like I I remember being hospitalized in my early 20s, you know, and some of the people that would show up would be people that the last person on earth I thought would walk through the door. Yeah. Like somebody I had a university class with and saw on Facebook, you know, a year and a half later that I was in the hospital and they just wanted to come and say hi. And and then I'm thinking, and then I had like friends and family who I saw every day who didn't show up. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I was just like, mm, this puts everything in perspective, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, you know, you know, sometimes there's the family you choose, right? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I'm a family that's forced upon me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, you know, your journey obviously has been quite a physical one, oh, no yeah. doubt, obviously, with, you know, surgeries and abscesses and. Not being well, weight loss has been a big thing for you. Mm -hmm. um, you did get married nine months ago, and there. Tell us about why your honeymoon needed to be postponed <laughs> a bit. Yeah, so uh, we were two weeks out from the wedding, and uh, everything was going fine. And I started to get a little bit of uh, stomach pain. I started to get worse and worse, and I started throwing up. And this is not because you went All to the Mexican time. the night this before. This is not because I went to Mexican the night before. Yeah. Um, this was. Did you know? Could you, like, did you, like... I wasn't sure. It felt different. Really? Okay. Yeah, and, and it was a little bit different. I can tell you why after, but it was, um, yeah, I was just throwing up all the time. But you were a trip. Some part of you was like, this has got to be Yeah, I, I assumed it was a flare-up. And this is two weeks before and your two, wedding. And I was like, this oh makes sense. God. It's, it's all, on all levels out. of stress. Yeah. Like, yeah. This is a trigger. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we went to my doctor, my, my specialist. He got us in right away, which was, which is abnormal. Um, but yeah. uh, he got us in right away, and he set us up with a CT scan in a couple of days. So I tanked out the next couple of days. Went to the, um, so in between the you didn't make the CT scan, you were going to emerge in between. We so it was like a couple days. It was like a day or two after I saw the doctor, and that oh, that appointment was scheduled for a couple of days after that. That I went to emerge. So it was like if in the middle, sense. like you were making it. Yeah, it was right in the <laughs> middle. Yeah. So yeah. we went to emerge. You knew I can't make it to the CT scan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It was like we are going to the hospital. And uh, we we went in, we waited. I'm throwing up the whole time. My wonderful mother-in-law, as well as my uh, fiance this time at the time, uh, both waited for me the whole time. Six, eight hours, I forget. It was 
so long. I said stay still amount of time to be sitting in a chair yeah. vomiting uh, and in pain. And I know you can't assume other people that are less sick than you, but when you're watching that person walk in with a smile on their face, you're getting a little bit frustrated yeah. Yeah. that they're not seeing you yet. <laughs> but uh, You were eventually seen. Eventually we were seen. They didn't call the on-call specialist. They didn't, they just, they hooked me up to IV gravel <gasps> and uh, said, go home. Uh, this will pass. I said, I think I need to be admitted to the hospital. They said, you don't want to be at the hospital. There's germs at the hospital. Verbatim. Um, verbatim. This is what they uh, said. Yes, I'm in your IVG. Um, <laughs> and were you still on a biologic at this time? I was taking a TV at the time. So they were looking immunosuppressant, blah, blah, blah. But still, not the right thing to be saying when I've been vomiting for eight hours no. in your office, in your emergency room. Exactly. So you went home. So we went mm. home and... You continued to vomit. Continued to vomit all night, all morning. The next afternoon, we had the CT scan. So we went to the CC scan, and you don't have to drink all that stuff. So I oh my God, barely kept that down. Went in for the CT scan, got through that without having too bad of an allergic reaction. They give you a whole bunch of prednisone before to I try know. and keep the... But now you have to wait for your results. So that's another yeah. day, few days. Exactly. So but instead, we were like, right, a day, a day of that CT scan, we went back to Back to Emerge. So this was the very next day. So you were at Emerge yeah. twice in two days. Twice in two days. So just, just out of curiosity, when they gave you... When you were in the first time and they gave you the IV gravel and yeah. did it have any effect? What it did they tell feel, you about how made, soon it would take effect? What was their expectation? It calmed you oh, down a little bit it, right it, it at that point. It calmed down while I was there. So they're as soon like, as they oh, unhook you haven't you. thrown up in two hours, we're going to let you go home. Yeah. And as soon yeah. as they unhook you and you're off IV for an hour, not yeah. even sometimes, not even. you're vomiting again. Well, yeah. So we went in and waited again six, eight hours in Emerge. Same regimen. Got, got the exact same treatment. Said the exact same thing verbatim. You don't want to be in the hospital. And you said germs. the same things. Like you had said, I was here yesterday. I had said I, I was here yesterday. I gave them, we gave them the whole background, my whole, like. So off you went again. My, my wife was fighting for me. She was she was all over that. And I was, I mean, well, I'm just sitting there and curled up in a ball trying not to throw up. And she's just all over the doctors. But they. Um, I remember reading on your Gutsy Walk page yeah. that. You know, the second time you left the hospital, you threw up in the parking lot. Yeah, literally. Like, like didn't even make it home. Threw up in the parking lot and threw up on the curb of his house. Yeah. Wow. I was. We were just like, there's, they're just sending me home. Like, what's the problem? Like, there's something this? wrong. Is this here. Like there's now a bigger like a issue. week or a week and a half out of your wedding. We, are we also a week have to remember the half. wedding is coming, people. Yeah, I'm just over a week and a half. Get it out of my mind right wedding. now. Like, like there is always sense. He is supposed to be getting married, people. Like. And so we're, we're obviously both obviously stressed about that, but we were just like, oh, they had given me the, the the funny part about that was they had given me oral prednisone. They had called my specialist and said Nathan's not emerge, and he was like, oh, give him some prednisone. So I'm throwing up all the time. Do you really think I'm going to be able to keep oh, that down? Oh no. my god! So this is a shit storm. Yeah, absolutely. Were you? Did you also have diarrhea at this time as well? It wasn't as bad as after I. But you're so you're made, losing weight. You're not keeping anything. No, you're not eating. I you're just dropping for weight. Probably three or four days at that point. Not yeah, anything of substance. This is insane. And then how you feel yeah. when you're empty? Oh God, the worst you headaches, know? dizzy, mm -hmm. irritable. Yeah. So obviously you're not getting better. Your fiance is like, we're driving down to Mount Sinai. We're we're going yeah. into well, the city. <laughs> we were. I was lying on the lying on the um the bed watching Chicago Fire, and she comes in. She's like, you have. The two options. She said, we can go to the I hospital tonight. I love this woman. Or we can go to the hospital tomorrow. <laughs> She's like, I did some research. We're going to Mount Sinai. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> and so... I said, I said, oh, screw this. I said, we're going tonight. And uh, we went down there. I managed to not throw up in my mother-in-law's car. Where were you living? <laughs> uh, I was at my in-laws at the time in so Scarborough, but I was in living Scarborough. in Port Perry. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're in Scarborough. Like, we're going into the, the city, though. Yeah. Like, we're going downtown. Because they, they were fucking after me, right? <laughs> 
um, and managed to not throw up in my mother-in-law's car. And we got there, and I was in the waiting room an hour and a half, two hours. Um, not in the waiting room. I was probably in the waiting room an hour. And then by the time I got seen, it maybe been almost two hours. And they were like, yeah, we're going to admit you. Yeah, like expediting you right, yeah, this, right yeah. off the bat. We love Mount Sinai. We love like, you. I was like, how did this other hospital not see you guys yeah. <laughs> the way you are? But anyways. <laughs> yeah, we did. Um, yeah, we'll leave that there. They uh, they stuck it out until about 1 or 2 a.m. with me. And then uh, they, my mother-in-law and my fiancé left and I had the next few days in the there hospital. There also is a wedding style to prepare for. Mm-hmm. It, yes. I, it's, so, it's, uh, it's like Game of Thrones of for me. I need to get to this episode, yeah. this penultimate episode. So they admitted you, and what did yeah. they discover? Uh, like, what was happening? They weren't sure. And and okay. that was what was kind of weird still, right? And so... So you, ha- you, ha- they you were post-operative. They assumed it was a flare-up. But this was, like, no, no, a few this years is, later. This is a year and a half. Yeah, so it's, it's yeah. like... But they know you've had surgery. Mm-hmm. They Like, they know your full history. They obviously know what you're going through is enough that yeah. we're not sending you home. We're going to admit you until we find yeah. out what's wrong with you. And I have a huge shout-out to Mount Sinai because when I was there, I saw medical teams every day. I saw specialist teams every day. Their nurses and staff were all amazing. Because they're trying to figure out what's wrong. Exactly. And uh, so they hadn't... They, they, they were treating it like a normal flare-up. They booted up the prednisone hardcore right away. Um... And, uh, yeah, because a lot of times the prednisone is used, we need to get your symptoms mm-hmm. under control yeah. so that, that we can help then see. see what's going on. Did yeah. It, it didn't really. And okay. honestly, it was actually once I got to Mount Sinai, the diarrhea and the bleeding really started to happen. Because, well, now you're full, at least a week flaring. Exactly. They, they upped your prednisone. Yeah, they upped the prednisone. It wasn't really working. And it didn't really do much. Uh, and we had talked to the medical and the doctor team and we're like, do you think you can get it started before the wedding? Like, can we really, really, and we so made sure everybody knew they come we were in and getting like, married. So your right. medical plan is going to be Soon. this, this, this. Oh, so we just went, we need to interject. Uh, I'll be getting married on Saturday. Yeah. So can we explain <laughs> this process here a little bit? <laughs> and so I'm throwing up still this whole time. I'm not sleeping through the night. Um, they're giving me gravel. Losing they're weight, giving obviously. me this other, this other one that they can give more often. I forget what it's called, but uh, it was also given IV and it's not really doing anything. Just throwing up, throwing up. And then I feel better. I feel good. Yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe something's happening. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm getting better. I'd eat something, just hit the ground and go go through it. Just oh throwing up again. God. Over the course of like a day and a half, two days, you just you, and then you're back down there forever, and then you're just in a pit of misery because you're like, I'm never gonna make it to my wedding. You know, it's that mental game. And yeah. then I, I think two, three times I got better, only to get you worse. Got, again. I'm going home. I'm going. Home. Exactly. I was like, yeah. literally, I was like, the next morning, I was like, yeah, I'm going home that night. Yeah. I, get, I get slammed again. Did they ever end up finding it was wrong, or did they just yeah. start you on a new medication? So and... over the course of all that, they eventually did a scope and a stomach scope. So okay. they did. They went in both ends, and what they found was a large gastric ulcer in my large ulcer in my gastric atrium, and a large ulcer in my neoterminal ileum. Wow! And this is what was causing the all the vomiting and the pain and yeah. the diarrhea. Yeah. And. What they've attributed it to? Um, stress. It, well, probably stress. Yeah, but um, I was taking Ciprolex for uh, stress, generalized anxiety, and they're it not saying really, for sure that this is it because it's happened. It was, a side, happened. That it was you. a side effect that they said can cause ulcers. Wait, just uh, Ciprolex or Ciprolex in combination with the, something else? My understanding was it was just Ciprolex. Wow. But, um, and she, my, no, well, my, my, it was my family doctor that yeah, yeah. impact people so many different so different ways. Now I have a, this is my family doctor um, prescribed it, and she's like, I have three or four other patients with IBD that take this, and they're fine. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. So they're like, she was, just, she was, she wasn't convinced that yeah, what was, there was, what no was what it was. Just, uh, yeah. just so you know, I take Ciprolex. So I was, can, yeah. I yeah. was curious about your. For how so, long? How long? I've taken it for about five years. Then you're probably fine. Yeah. Right? But, <laughs> so this must have been like, how long were you on it? Before and this isn't. It's not like a for sure thing that this is what caused it. This no, is, yeah. this is we think. Wait, we have to do something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Because because when they did the scopes, they took the biopsies, and they're like, we didn't see any inflammation here. Well, that next back to when you have IBD, that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Like, where's the inflamed colon? Like, I yeah. think they it's did. just so fascinating that uh, it, it reinforces again that everyone's disease different. takes so a different, different course. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. yeah. It's just amazing. So how did they, how how do you fix that? Do you have these ulcers? What do they do? Uh, Antibiotics? What no, is it? Uh, proton pump inhibitors and H2 inhibitors. And it's actually Through funny. Uh, orally, actually, they were. I was. Uh, I think they started. I think they started by IV, and things settled down a bit. But I actually had a reaction to the proton pump inhibitor. <laughs> a big rash across my stomach. Right? You can't. <laughs> Obviously, um, nothing can be easy in this world. No. The and H2 of course, inhibitor. when you're getting married, we'll make it more difficult. Yeah. Mm -hmm. The H2 yeah. inhibitor worked really well. A day and a half before the wedding, I got out. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, false alarm, everybody. A day and a half. False alarm. Why do you have three? Make sure you're there. <laughs> And now it's it's worth mentioning that uh, Valerie, my uh, my fiance, she uh, had all but given up on planning anything. Oh, so, so now you have a date. So and now, that's what I just said. We were just kidding. Come and, for three. And I wasn't allowed, according to her, to stress about anything. Yeah, no, you're not allowed to help. You're post. So I was, you know, out walking along the beach and the bluffs and, and with my, you know, best man. And she's, <laughs> making the, she's making the centerpieces. Yeah. And phoning all the guests who she said the They're wedding was over. All the, all the placements, <laughs> like, and I, I got I got at least one desperate phone call. So did you did you lose a lot of weight in this time? Uh, yeah, I because I know weights. Like I know you struggled with your. You were really 135 pounds. I think I you read that was after the first surgery. and second operation. Yeah, yeah, I remember reading that, being like, so oh my I'm, God, it's, I'm tall. I'm six foot four. Yeah, six four. <laughs> yeah, you're a tall guy. Six four, 135 yeah. pounds. This is not weight. This no. is just bone. Yeah, so with skin draped over. It's always been a, a cause of my stress and anxiety, which, as we know, causes can cause issues. Yeah. So when I went to Mount Sinai, I made a point of not letting them tell me how much I weighed. Yeah, like <laughs> just write it on the paper yeah. and then leave. Don't tell me. So I yeah. don't actually know what I weighed coming out at that time, but my suit was wearing me. That's all I'll say about that. So. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we'll post yeah. a picture. Oh, what a journey. That's incredible. Like, yeah. you made it across yeah. the finish line. And what's absolutely amazing is that I was energetic, and I could eat, and I felt good the whole time at the wedding. That's like I was great. dancing up a yeah. storm. And I, I, don't, I don't dance, so and I was great. dancing up a storm. So. Listen, there's a reason. <laughs> this is why. This yeah. is it. Well, he's he's marrying a very good woman. <laughs> yeah, can you imagine? Yeah. <laughs> she was not like, so you have a, a choice. We can go tonight or tomorrow. What would you prefer? While well, she's staying there twirling at the keys to the car. I, <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking now. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, you, you physically struggled. How We talk about mental health a lot, don't yeah. we? So on yeah, this episode, do. and I... I I am very open with my not just on this episode on almost every yeah episode. every episode and I'm I'm a big advocate and I you know I share my mental health journey like anxiety and panic attacks and depression you know cripple me daily I I can't see somebody honestly saying that they're chronically ill and they don't have some kind of mental health issues yeah like they go hand in hand to me uh, for sure 100%. you know so how is your has your mental health journey been with IBD it was it was a long time to realize that there was actually an issue there um on my uh, because you kept trying to push it off. Yeah, I'm my my mother's son for sure. We are both right. very high energy, high strong individuals. Stubborn. Stubborn. Yeah. And uh, we like things a certain way, and when things aren't a certain way, then that just causes that that 
stress ball inside yeah. your chest. To... A little bit of anger, a little bit of frustration. <laughs> yeah, it's a, it feels like a physical stress ball in my chest when it gets there. And uh, it, it's, it's been interesting. And uh, even with my uh, time on the fire department, I, I suffered a post-traumatic stress injury. And that, that led to its own set of issues. Really, Which I'm sure so. did not help your IBD at all. Exactly. Stress so it, it, it led me to, uh, to, take it, to take it more seriously and to uh, kind respect of your body. respect my body and the, the, there's a stigma around mental health and There's stigma around IBD too IBD We're just too like absolutely here. in order to uh, combat that I've, I've just decided to become more open and and just be able to talk to people about these things and correct them when they're correct wrong them when they're wrong absolutely yeah. so it's it's been uh it's been a journey for sure <laughs> but there's a strength in that Oh, yeah. Like, you know, I said in one of our very first podcasts that we ever did, my first few years of my diagnosis, I, I really did, you know, live in the dark. Like, part of it because I didn't understand my disease. I did not mm -hmm. know what Crohn's and ulcerative colitis was. I had was. no idea for yeah, years. Yeah, I had never heard of it. You know, the way I was given my diagnosis, and then I wasn't, I wasn't told of groups or organizations like Crohn's and Colitis Canada or support. I was told nothing and I live very much in the dark and you know I didn't even understand and I thought I've got a prescription for two months. Oh, I must be really sick. When this two months prescription runs out, I'm going to be better. At the end of that mm -hmm. two months, you know, I had a follow-up appointment. I'm not better and now he's handing over a prescription for me that's for, repeated for a year. Yeah. with a follow-up appointment in the year. And I was like, what in the hell is going on here? What's going on here? You know, and I didn't even really share the full extent of it with my family. And I don't think my family understood the extent of my disease until I had my first yeah. hospital stay. And then when I had my first hospital stay, it spiraled out of control for like the next six yeah. years. Yeah, it's you know? in some ways, the diagnosis is a bit of a finish line. Yeah. Because it's the, it ends that but it time of... But it starts the next Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's the start of another yeah. process oh, yeah. that is much longer. Yeah, and know? like the mental health is like totally intertwined. And I feel like when I, I, you know, I attribute it to stages of grief. Yeah. Like, yeah, you, you go through that, like that, the uncertainty and then the anger and then the sadness and like... The acceptance of yeah, knowing, okay, some my of those, life was like that, but it's not like yeah, that anymore. Yeah, and then anymore. some of those, you mourn you... Yeah. You mourn the you before, you know, and there's that mourning can last different lengths for some people. Yeah. And then when I got to the point where I was like, okay, obviously, you know, I have IBD, IBD does not have me. Then it was like, I need to educate myself first so that when somebody says something, I'm not just, oh, yeah, I'll think about that or I'll mm -hmm. look it up or I'll ask my doctor about it. I needed to educate myself so that when I had conversations with ill-informed people, I could correct them. Mm-hmm. And I could tell them, you know, and then that led, out, that led me to speaking at events where I met Lisa and brought us to this yeah, podcast, you yeah. know, it was that, it was that strength. And, you know, I think there's, when you have an invisible illness, whether it be physical or mental or mm -hmm. both, mm -hmm. it's hard for people to see what's wrong with you. Yeah. It is. And, and, and they and don't. And is... it's like you need to be validated that there is something wrong with me. And I found I became validated in my illnesses, my many diseases when I started educating people on everything that I knew yeah, and yeah. when I started being open with them because no, you're not going to argue with me and you're not going to tell me that this is going to work <laughs> because I know it doesn't. Yeah. You get a lot you of know? people telling you, oh, if you have this diet, if oh, you have Lord. this thing. Isn't that and your favorite thing? You have people that make you feel bad for taking medication. It's like, yeah. Can you, yeah. can you not? We're, so, <laughs> we're yeah. so bored. We don't have time. Yeah, like, oh, yeah. <laughs> we're so bored that it's just like, I got to find something to do with yeah. my day-to-day, -day, so I'm going to hassle this guy for taking medication. I always yeah. say sure. I always say to the people who suggest Why? certain diets as well, like, yes, I've been living with this illness for 12 years, 
I've been put through the ringer, you know, mm-hmm. or, in, you know, Nathan or in Lisa, you're upset. I've had surgery for this disease. Mm-hmm. They've removed parts of my intestines because of this. If I only knew I just needed <laughs> to cut diet. out this food and eat this food instead. Yeah, well, that would have fixed it. And like, I have friends. I have a friend that controls all her Crohn's by not eating gluten. Absolutely. And, and it you. works for some people. And they'll, they'll tell you to try it. And I mean, somebody who has Crohn's understands a little bit better that it may not work for you. Absolutely. And I did try it. I tried I tried gluten-free. I tried, Me too. I tried vegan. Mm-hmm. I tried vegetarian. Yeah. You know, it's... Well, that's the thing. The, also, the <laughs> assumption is there that I'm giving you this advice and it's so renowned. You've never heard it before. <laughs> yeah. In all of your years of being sick, Nathan, it's been, you know, he's, since he's 14, you've never tried this. I'm going to suggest this diet. Yeah. Like, I, I was growing like grass in a container in my little condo to blend up and eat and drink all day because uh, you know somebody said this would actually help my Crohn's. Well then okay, <laughs> let's get the grass. And, and, like, and maybe you know? to a point these things do help inflammation. Absolutely. It's it's not curing me. It's not curing you. It's you know maybe somebody who has it a little bit not as bad at that point in life maybe can control it like that but people like you and me and Lisa it's just yeah. <laughs> and, you know, I think your story about talking about your frustrations, uh, you know, having to visit uh, an emergency room twice and, you know, medical, you, we can't always assume that our medical teams also know how to deal with such a, yeah. such a, it's, it's a disease that has no specific, no targeted it's different for everyone. Mm-hmm. So we also have to understand that not everyone is gonna, not everyone in the medical health professional knows how to deal with people with IBD and yeah. knows how to deal with the multi dimensions of the disease. Which is a mean? great place for us to talk about uh, the work that you're doing now, mm-hmm. because you're actually uh, doing a lot of advocating for uh, two doctors. Yeah, I'm going. Ca- I'm going in at least once. We'll we'll see about we'll see about anything after that. But uh, what I'm actually doing is, as a result of my experience at this hospital, I, I called their their patient experience line. Uh-huh. Yeah, and uh, which is which. Some, by the way, I did not know existed. I didn't yeah. know that either. So Hospitals <laughs> have a patient experience line. Yeah. So if Does you have a hospital, have that? I would assume. I would so assume. if you have a positive or a negative experience at a hospital, and positive stories are good to yeah. share too. Yeah. Our healthcare professionals need an uplifting. Yeah, you know. But if you have a negative experience, you know, and Nathan's not just advocating by walking for the gutsy walk and you know telling people you know to buzz off about when they <laughs> suggest a, a diet. He called the hospital and was like, listen, I was treated like this twice. Yeah. Well, so what, tell you know? me, tell me what about that experience. So I called them and they, uh, I told them all about what happened and, uh, I basically just laid everything out. I laid out what the doctor said to me, how they treated me, how I felt like I wasn't being taken seriously. And that um, this resulted in you going to Mount Sinai and being admitted. Quite quickly. Yeah. Which I like, always add. I was, I was admitted within about. It's not it's not just that they that this hospital uh, yeah. yeah. It's not that this hospital sent me home and this one admitted me. It was also this hospital made me sit for a total of say 16 hours and Mm. this hospital took me in two hours. Exactly. So um They've invited you in. Yeah. And uh they put me in contact with the chief of the ED and he called me personally and I talked to him. Well shoot. And then as a result of that conversation, uh he invited me to come in for um it's something called something rounds or something. You uh, go and you speak to doctors and nurses before they start their rounds. Exactly, and right. uh, so I and I'm able to talk to them about my experience, uh, about IBD, and uh, maybe hopefully save somebody else an experience like I had. Educate yeah. the educated. Exactly. I think that's so great. <laughs> Isn't it? Do that. I really. I, well, number one, Nathan. 
Yeah, for doing that. I think that. it's really amazing that you're doing that because I do yeah. think, I mean, I don't have a lot of experience with it now, but when I do think about going to emergency when I when I was flaring or, you know, even now, anytime anything happens to me <laughs> that yeah. I probably should like get a little cut, that looks deep, I should go <laughs> to ER. There's always that conversation that goes on in your head, like, do I really want to sit there forever? Because mm -hmm. how long is the wait going to be? Is it even worth going? Yeah, can when can I wait to go to the clinic? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and when you're yeah. on immunosuppressants, it is scary it's to go a little, to a hospital yeah, where there's so much. So someone could be sitting next to you with, you know, a cough, and now all of a sudden you're dealing with normal yeah. people's so sickness I on top. I think it's great that you picked up the phone afterwards and just that's huge. someone aware of that experience because you you know, that's... My wife will always tease me about how I'll always go to customer service and complain about whatever. <laughs> she, said, she said, this is just one more of those things. So. Yeah. yeah, and you know what? I think it's great that the hospital is actually going to, is listening. Yeah. At least so far anyways. So we'll far. see what your experience is like when you yeah. do go back yeah. and speak to people. Because that's that's huge. That's important. Will you come back and tell us about it when you're uh, yeah. when you've had that experience? I'd love to know how receptive they are. Yeah. On yeah. Side. Yes, I would like. I would like to. I'm, just a, be, I'm a little bit nervous. And maybe we'll just go there with a microphone. Usually. Alan will come with us. We yeah. will bring the mic. Yeah. And we <laughs> don't. I don't want to be intimidating or anything, but I do encourage bringing a little soapbox because <laughs> height advantage. I mean, not, not that you have a problem now. Yeah. He might not even. <laughs> But even a little bit more height advantage, yeah, they'll treat, treat yeah. you, take you. A I know whenever I'm talking to somebody like a doctor or somebody who I know is so much smarter than me, I always feel little. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And not me. I sit there with like my arms at the side, like elbows out, Power be stance. as big as you can. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I read this. Tell me about it. All right. Mm -hmm. Question them if they, and then if they start using too big words, stop. Yeah. Break it down. Simpler. Yeah. Let me understand That's what you great, want me to understand. Great part of how having a nurse for a wife. Yes. <laughs> oh, she's yes. a nurse. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Nurse. Oh, my God. Yeah. Right? Even more brilliant. Just brilliant yeah. all around. She's able to break everything down for me, too. That's and... fantastic. So your honeymoon was healthy. It was healthy. Uh, yeah, actually, it was right after the wedding because of the extremely high dose of prednisone they put me on. I think it was 40 milligrams, something like that. Oh yeah, eight. Eight little pills. Uh, yeah, seven, eight little pills. I forget. Yeah. Anyways, I was eating like a champ. I was, of course you were. could not stop. Yeah. Italy's a great we place to go eating. when you're eating this like was, a champ. This was actually, we actually took a small little getaway right after the wedding to Perth. Ooh. Yeah, so because... Wait, what? what Perth? Perth, Perth, Ontario? Ontario. Oh, I was going to say... beautiful oh, no. this time. First, Perth, first I wanted to be like, pardon. Like, I know. Yeah. You said quick for <laughs> All of our Australian <laughs> listeners, because we have a few, yeah. we're like, Perth, Perth, Perth. Wait, this is not a small no, visit. You, like, if you're in Perth, uh, Australia right now, we visualize the exact opposite. Yeah. Of <laughs> <laughs> that would be Perth, Ontario. You can Google map it, I'm sure. It was actually quite beautiful in the summer. We're in, uh, just outside Perth in Ferguson Falls, right on a river. So you but just did that as like a, a relaxation getaway. It worked out because we planned it this way, but it worked out because I had been so sick, it would not have been a good idea to go on, on a honeymoon a, overseas oh, yeah, honeymoon. Shoot, yeah. um, no way. But ended up going to Italy a couple months later, right in peak tourist season, and it was so hot. I think 36 degrees plus humidity the one my day. We were hiking through the Cinque Terre. It was... My experience <laughs> with Italy was also so hot. It was beautiful and, and I loved it. Hot, hot and, and dusty. Like when you go to places like Rome, there's so yeah. much dust. So I had uh, yeah, so many... I had 48 hours <laughs> in Italy. 
48 hours and I Did got off it? my plane in Rome and just went out all night. Like, just <laughs> like, Heck I'm yeah. not wasting this. I'm going to yeah. go I'm here, I'm Rome here. is beautiful at Rome night. Everything like lights up. There's We bought a couple paintings yeah. from an artist at the top of the Spanish steps. Like, it was just, it was awesome. But so we did this a Sorrento, what? Rome, and Florence. When did you get nice. married? Uh, June 9th. So we're like nine months-ish. We're about nine months. Out yeah. from that now. How has your health been from then till now? Like, on the upswing? You look great. Yeah, yeah thank you. Look you. Very we'll share a picture of Nathan. He looks lovely. Um, I went from being quite gaunt and having people mention how gaunt I was after the wedding. Like, of course, you're not going to say that. Nobody's... Oh my God, yeah. you're getting married, so you look like shit. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Nobody said that. Everybody at the wedding was quite, even though I know they were blowing smoke in my eyes, they were quite nice. Did you read the guestbook? <laughs> Nathan, glad you made it here. You don't look so good, but it's okay. Like, <laughs> Valerie's yeah. proud. Like. Uh, I was on the prednisone and tapering off very slowly. They switched me on to Stellara. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure if it was while, no, it wasn't while I was in the hospital. It might have been while I was, I can't remember. Maybe just Anyways, after the regardless, wedding. it was around that time. They switched me over to Stellara. And so that's they, what you're it was on after. Now? Yeah, that's what I'm on now. And? And uh, it's been wonderful. <laughs> Woo! Um, it, uh, I was able to get off as of, I'm going to say, three or four weeks ago. I'm officially prednisone free. <gasps> So, Bonus. Yeah. Welcome there to the go. other side. High five that one out. Yeah. Downside is the appetite isn't quite where it used no, to be. No, so, definitely not. Um, definitely I'm, not. Uh, I'm 170 pounds now, and that's been steady for a little while. And at 6'4". Like at 6'4". I'm, I'm still skinny. but <laughs> This is not like your normal size. Like you weren't the tall skinny guy. You were tall, I was always the tall skinny guy. But not like this skinny. You're thinking. This is actually. This think is actually. You're skinny. This is actually the most I've ever you, weighed. You wear your weight actually cool, quite well. Like I wouldn't be like, oh, this guy's like super skinny. Mm -hmm. Now, when he was 135 pounds, and I saw photos of that, I was like, oh my yeah. gosh, like I almost cried. Like wow. it's, it's just. I think I have a picture on my gutsy walk page of like when I was fresh out of that operation. Yeah, yeah. wow. It was just. It's one of those like. And then there was the picture where I was like at the gym and I was actually yeah, feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Like when you when you have IBD and you go through weight loss and something mm -hmm. like that, and then you see someone else who's like who's very thin, regardless of reason. Yeah. It's it's a personal. Oh, like, you feel it. You're like, yeah. Oh, like my got heart. That picture too. Yeah. Like my yeah. heart was so heavy when I saw Nathan's picture on his gutsy walk page. I. Uh, you can actually my, check mine, out. I look like a. I look like a. No, I. Oh. When I was really bad, when I was really yeah, skinny, yeah. I, I look like I have an alien head on a <laughs> skinny such body. such a small body. Yeah, just like that. Oh, those eyes are huge. Yep. The head is... It just sucks all everything away from your face and like your cheekbones yeah. start to go in. It's just... Yeah, yeah. your arms. Yeah, uh, that's where I noticed it really in my thighs. I was in the hospital and I was like, holy crap. Yeah. You have a thigh gap? You have a thigh gap? Oh, I have a thigh gap. The longest time I used to do this, I used to like try yeah, to get my hand all the way around my wrist and just yeah. see if like, is it too thin? Because there was a while where it was like mm -hmm. insane. You could get, I could get my hand around two of my wrists. Yeah. yeah. So you can actually <sighs> read more about Nathan's story. Yeah. So on the, if you go to gutsywalk.ca and if you type in Nathan Pember, so N-A-T-H-A-N-P-E-M-B-E-R, you can go to his page and see photos of him and see his story. You can sponsor him for the Gutsy Walk. Yep. Nathan is walking at my walk, the Durham Gutsy Walk. The Durham Gutsy Walk. Shout out to the deuces. <laughs> Team deuces. Woo. So he, Nathan, you've been... Coming to the walk now since I've been chair, five, six years. It's been about five or six yeah. years, yeah. Um, he wasn't able to make the walk last year because of being ill, but <laughs> I was able to speak to his family members because Nathan does a really great job. Nathan and his family and friends do a really great job at raising a lot of money um, at the Durham Gutsy Walk. And I remember last year, and he had said when he got in here, that I was going around looking for him, like, excuse me, where's Nathan? <laughs> 
Because anyway, Team Pepper, where is Team Pepper? Where's Nathan? I need to find Nathan. And I remember them saying, like, he's not, he's ill right now. He couldn't be yeah. here. Mm. Um, and it was, terrible. it was and a family friend or your aunt or someone, I think, I spoke my, to. Uh, my fiancé and my mother-in-law actually walked for me, but they wanted to come to the hospital to see me, so they walked and left. Yeah, and, but then but you had other people friend, there. my family friend, Michelle, and uh, I don't know if her mom was there, but Michelle was at least there. Because that's who came to speak to me. They're like, if yeah. you're looking for Nathan, like, he's unfortunately in the yeah. hospital. He's not well. And I was just like, <gasps> and I, I did mention that on the stage, like, I yeah. Sad, like you know, Nathan's team has done a really fantastic job. Unfortunately, he can't be here it. today. Because <laughs> yeah. He's in the hospital. Um, but you've been. I at was like, of all rocks. people, these guys will understand. <laughs> yeah. 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 And you can see, you know, you make that comment, and you can yeah. see the audience being like, yeah. Mm -hmm. And like we like you know it's almost like I think of what's that movie where they hold up their fingers? Oh, Hunger Games. Hunger Games. Yeah. Like I feel like everyone was just like, yes, Nathan. Like we're here yeah. with you, you know. Yeah. Um, Nathan, it's been so fantastic having you on. Thank you, you know, having me on. And, and so brave here. to tell your story. <laughs> And to add, like, we've had advocates, but to advocate by picking up the hospital and be like, listen. I you, think that's so great. I think everybody you needs me wrong. to do that. <laughs> like, yeah. let, let's, you know, we always talk about this, right? About where to put pressure on. Absolutely. And, and that's a great point we didn't even know existed. That's a yeah. great pressure point because if the hospital's hearing from patients who've had a bad experience or a good experience because you got to make sure they experience. can appreciate the good experience sure. it's actually it was a couple weeks after i'd gotten out of the hospital the second time i went i brought all the nurses donuts beautiful <laughs> at mount sinai Actually, not at Mount Sinai. This is actually oh, at, when, the, when I was. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, so great. Place. That's so great. And uh, yeah, and I, and when I did call and I talked to them about my ER visits, I did mention how I had been there before, and you I, did not have this experience. I did not have this experience, and right. the yeah. nurses were amazing, right. and the staff were great. So. So something broke down those. You gotta so make sure that, you got to do that sandwich, right? We call the, that the good, the, bad, the good. In the <laughs> world, we call that beefs and bouquets. We don't actually call it that, but I heard someone <laughs> obnoxiously use that phrase yeah. one time, and I always wanted to use it again. We hand out bouquets but we also air our beefs yes but so, beefs nathan is definitely the definition of an ibd warrior yep we are so fortunate that you took some time off today to be with us and, and travel sure. the distance because it's not close where we are <laughs> <laughs> remember he lives in the sticks we are not close Poor to Perry. anything where we are Poor right Perry here, ever um so we really appreciate you being here we yeah. wish you all the luck in your Continued journey. Continued good. Health. I'm looking forward to actually seeing you this year yeah. at the Betsy Walk. <laughs> yeah. Um, and will you come back after you've done? Uh, after you've shared? Yeah, for sure. Once I talk experience. to them, yeah. Let, let, let us know. Let us know how that how that goes. We can also just come and sit and watch. Yeah. Cheer you on. I'll bring pom poms and a sign. Go, Nathan. I'm bringing my wife. I'm bringing Val because she. Oh, yeah. I mean, so I, just... I had a bad time, but she had a terrible time. Well, you're also you also have to think about too. Like you were experiencing like pain at the time, so and and being vomiting. So mm -hmm. your life was probably just what your peripheral could see with your head down. Yeah. While yeah. she was the one, you know, attack, yeah. attack, attack. Yeah. It was all my, yeah. my friends, my family, like just the prayer and support I got from all those guys. It was it was amazing. Wouldn't have been able to do without them. Oh, <laughs> it's our village. We love our village. Yeah. All right, everybody. Big shout out to the support. Yeah. Everybody. Thank you supports. for listening. Check out our Facebook page, uh, Guts and Glory. We're going to post pictures with Nathan and a link to his Gutsy Walk sponsor page. Um, we really appreciate you listening to us today. Uh, strength and positive thoughts. And share this podcast with a friend yes. who is suffering or someone you know who knows someone who's suffering. Spread the word. Be an advocate. Yeah. Peace out, guys. Until next time. Guts and Glory is produced by Bang Albino, Inc., a full-service creative agency. 